All right, welcome to another episode of the Go With John Show. Today, we have Tim Brassfield in the house. He's one of our project managers at Stanley Martin Custom Homes. Welcome, Tim. Thank you very much, John. We have Pat Kearns, VP of Construction. Good to be here. And Michael Schnitzer, president of our company. Good morning. Good morning. So today, we're going to follow up on our, our previous episode that we recorded about weekly meetings. And uh, in in the in this weekly meeting episode, it's really a very high trending episode. I strongly recommend that you go and listen to it. Um, but as you progress through the building process, and we're having our weekly meetings, kind of the next milestone that comes along is the new home orientation. And we're going to talk today about our new home orientation and then the warranty process uh, with our company. So Pat, do you want to kick us off and talk to us a little bit about what is the new home orientation? Yes, yeah, sure. Um, so the the idea, the premise behind it is as we approach and get through to the end of the pro- project, um, we're going to present the home to you. Uh, we're going to walk you through and demonstrate how the home functions as you live in it, things that are important for you to, to understand to know about the home, um, as well as uh, certain things that you as the homeowner, once you take ownership of the home, are responsible for doing to make sure the home operates and functions and all the systems within the home operate and function as designed um, so that you don't incur any issues as a result of not taking proper care of the home. Um, We have a number of people who decide to care and do that maintenance on their own. Um, And then we have a number of people who will hire maintenance companies or firms that will take care of some of that maintenance for them. But the idea is to basically walk you through, demonstrate how all the systems operate. It's our basically turning the home on the home over to the homeowners and demonstrating how everything functions within the home. Um, important little things that, you know, that are essential for them to understand and, and know where these things are. So if they incur an issue, um, right. they can easily resolve them a lot of times on their own. Right. So it's really it sounds to me like it's two things like so number one, how do you work the thermostat? How do you you know, if you have electronic locks or things like that, how does the house work? Right. Yep. And then you're also covering the maintenance aspect of the home at the same time. What kind of things do you do on a regular basis? Yeah, to where your water shut off are for your hose bibs so you can winterize the hose bibs, right. where your furnace filters are so you can change them on a regular basis, mm-hmm. um, where your GFI switches are so that if you have an outlet that goes out in an area where gfis are required you can Mm -hmm. reset them if you need to Mm -hmm. um you know we talk about making sure your gutters are cleaned on a regular basis to prevent damage to your roof system and your soffit and fascia Mm -hmm. Um, we talk about uh you know making sure if you have a weld exit in the basement that has a drain in the bottom bottom of it that that drains kept clean Mm -hmm. and free of debris like leaves and soil and things along those lines Mm -hmm. these are all things that we as a homeowner when you move into a home you know if you've had a home for a long period of time you probably are aware that you're doing these things Mm -hmm. um but some of our homeowners are are new to home ownership right um some of our folks have lived in condos Mm -hmm. or areas where the maintenance taken care of for them Mm -hmm. um you know and some of the things are people that are moving from an older home into a newer one that has a lot of different parts and pieces yeah. as home building's been modernized. Right. right. Yeah, and I would say the uh, <clears throat> from a contractual standpoint, um, our contract points to the new home orientation because we need a formal handoff 
um, our goal is always to deliver a home that is 100 percent. Like mm-hmm. if you went to buy a car, you wouldn't buy a car and oh, the door handle to the passenger side is we just don't have it. Right. We want right. to turn over complete. So um, we do have a deficiency list. So if there are things that come up, we write them down mm-hmm. and complete them in a timely manner. I would say, and maybe Tim can talk to this, but the build on your lot process is a lot different than a production build process mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because we're with the customers all the time. Right. So typically, and Tim, I don't know if you want to talk to it, the deficiency list is a lot less right? because we're with them every, every week. Yeah, and since we're doing the weekly meetings every week, there's a lot of things that we've already notice before we even do the new home orientation walkthrough right that i've already started a list before the walkthrough so we've already kind of got a jump start before we even do the walkthrough right and i think we, we did we talked a lot about that in the in the weekly meetings episode which i again suggest people go listen to that yep. so you're having your weekly meeting and you're building your way up to the new home orientation so what is the what does a homeowner need to bring to the new home orientation uh, be a good good idea to bring a pad and just make some notes because like pat said there's gonna be a number of things that i will go over any of the project managers will go over with the homeowners just explaining how the okay. systems work all the mechanical things like pat mentioned gfi switches there's mm-hmm. a lot of things that homeowners might not be familiar with mm-hmm. shut off valves for toilets are different than most people are used to seeing right um so, so how, how how long does the new home orientation take uh typically i tell clients to plan on an hour to two hours okay that's not on too the size long. of the home right 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 and when does it happen does it happen before it has, settlement it, after settlement it's a week before settlement okay. so we'll generate that nha list okay which, which is, is new home adjustment list, new home yep. adjustment list and my goal is to complete that list within the week bef- between the walkthrough and settlement. Right. That way when they are given the keys and they are moving all their furniture and we're not coming back in there with trades yeah. making a mess again. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's exponentially better for the customer and for Tim and yeah. the PMs <laughs> not to have to come in after the customer's moved in. Right. But we all know that there are, if they cabinet door needs to be replaced it could be an x week lead time Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. so there could be a few things that trail Mm -hmm. on the deficiency list not that we want them to trail but we can't you know Mm -hmm. we can't pull a cabinet door out of thin air right so we got to wait for it to come in right Right, exactly. So, um, all right. So you have the new home orientation. What, so, what what are what are some of the? So, I think we John. Could, I would I would okay. and maybe I don't know if Tim or, or or Pat wants to talk about this, but there is um, a lot of excitement, mm. a lot of planning that mm-hmm. goes in. Uh, mostly, well, when I say mostly, both on the customer end on, and on our end, we are extremely hypersensitive to the uh, walkthrough dates, right? New home orientation dates. And when a customer plans to settle because they have the moving trucks and whatever. And it's a, um, I wanna say it's a little bit science and a little bit art in trying to get the dates correct. I don't know, Tim or Pat, you want to talk a little yeah, bit I mean, about I'll, that? Yeah, I mean, I'll first talk about the excitement and the buildup, right? So they've, we've, we've talked about this in other sessions. There's a lot that goes into designing, choosing a builder, making selections for the home, 
going through the approval process and getting underway. And then you have the time that's invested in actually building the house as well. So by the time we get to, to this point in the finish line, the customers are a year into it, um, maybe even more in some cases. And they've, they've watched this process with anticipation. Mm -hmm. um, they've seen the home be built. Mm -hmm. They see the finishes going into place. Mm -hmm. They start to see the end product and they're excited to get moved in. Mm -hmm. um, they're working on finalizing their, their settlement process with their mortgage company and their lender. Um, they're going through setting up to get their furniture and their belongings moved into the home. Mm -hmm. um, you know, if they have children, they're working on if they have to set their kids up for the new school mm -hmm. um, that they're going to be putting them in. There's a lot of anxiety that gets built into this. Right. Um, and by the time they come to walk through the house and do the orientation with us, a lot of times their mind is in about 50 other places. Right. And, they, and they, yeah. they're not ready to hear what you have to say. Correct. <laughs> hence the pad and the notes. Hence, yeah. the, <laughs> hence, hence the pad and the notes. Right. And we also leave a pretty thorough packet that's behind. Yeah. A homeowner care maintenance guide. Um, you know, things specific to certain trades. Long care maintenance instructions. Yep. Hardwood floor maintenance mm -hmm. instructions. Mm -hmm. um, countertop cleaning instructions um we can i don't think we have a document that we hand out but i definitely tell them don't use certain products on countertops mm -hmm. might, depending on the yeah so know. we're going through a lot of this stuff and verbalizing it with it but we're also leaving a lot of information behind as right. well for them to refer to at a later date right when they might be in a, a better state of mind to absorb it right well and i i'd say tim and pat we um you know, it's one of those things where you have to tell somebody something multiple times for it to sink in. Mm -hmm. And we realize we may have told um, our customers multiple things that maybe Tim has gone over with them mm -hmm. through the process, but we actually uh, have them focus on a document that uh, Tim and Pat and some of the other PMs created where literally we have to get them to initial each page because mm -hmm. they're, it's important information. And if you just mm -hmm. tell somebody something, it kind of goes in the ether, mm -hmm. but some of the things are so important that we need them to focus, that we have them initial off, we give them a copy, and then we keep a copy in our file. Mm -hmm. I don't know if Tim or, or Pat, you wanna talk through any of that? Well, Michael, are you referring to the settlement? PowerPoint presentation? Yeah, okay. exactly. So we're moving on to that. So yes, there are a number of things in there. Like we mentioned, the gutter cleaning, just mm -hmm. general homeowner maintenance items. Um, emergency contacts lists we also hand out for all the trades and all that worked on the house. So mm -hmm. if there is an issue that arises after settlement, they can contact them first. Certainly project managers will still be available too. But mm -hmm. typically we ask them to contact the electrician first if there's an outlet that goes out. But typically it's just a simple fix. Um, right. And we do, so, tell so, them, we do tell them that there are, I mean, we want to be, be in the loop when, um, and this is post-settlement, so I'll, I'll save it for, for we talk a little bit about warranty, but um, during the, uh, the new home orientation, we do say there are some instances, let's say appliances, mm -hmm. where if you call us mm -hmm. and we're not shirking our responsibility, we have to call the appliance company mm -hmm. to then coordinate with you, to then coordinate back with the appliance company, and it can go back and forth like a 
pinball four or five times. Right, right. And so we encourage customers in that situation, just contact the appliance company and get it scheduled. Feel free to let us know. Sure. Right? Because we want yeah. to make sure that, that our appliance company does the work. Right. But to have us trying to meet, you know, mm-hmm. kind of coordinate the, the schedule sometimes gets you know, kind of crazy. Yeah, I like to be at least notified if there is an issue. That way, if they have a problem contacting the appliance company or the electrician or the HVAC company to right. rebalance their system, I have the I have certain contact numbers for people who I can actually call and push them if they're not sure. getting a response. So sure. I can I can be a help in that. But right, yeah, right, yeah, right. So Good. the um, so I would say the the scheduling of the. Uh, new home orientation starts in terms of Tim and Pat and the back office beginning to talk. Mm-hmm. It's probably 40 days. Yeah, 45 days to 60 45 days. days. I mean, we are trying to project out, but maybe Tim and Pat, you can talk about all the things that we have to get <laughs> to have the settlement right. to schedule the new home orientation. Do we have enough time for that? Yeah. <laughs> maybe a few of the things. Yeah. Well, obviously it depends on the jurisdiction where the house is being built. Some are much easier to get your final inspections and occupancy permits than others. I work mostly in Arlington, which is one of the most difficult jurisdictions to get your occupancy permit because mm-hmm. you have to get multiple divisions or departments in Arlington County to sign off. Mm-hmm. Um, all your site has to be stabilized. Uh, silt fences have got to be pulled out. Trees mm-hmm. have to be in. There's so many things that the, typically at that time were trying to get the apron in and the driveway at the same time. So it can be a little bit hectic. On so what site. is the apron? Cause I get that people ask me a lot of times, what is an apron? The apron is a section of the driveway that is between the sidewalk and the paved street. Gotcha. The right of way. Right. And then the area between the apron and the driveway is obviously your sidewalk and mm-hmm. then your driveway. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah. So a lot of jurisdictions are very, um, linear, linear. <laughs> it's a good word <laughs> with how those are to be installed. Right. And there are a number of jurisdictions that actually require us to form them up and have them inspected before we can pour them. Right. So they will like we'll we'll have to have specifically have an inspection just to get that small 10 15 sec- foot section of walk mm-hmm. or concrete driveway poured and installed. Right. Um, and then once it's done, it has to be inspected again. Right. To make sure that it was poured properly. Yeah. Um, so, you know, there, that's just one small aspect of a number of inspections that have to incur. Utilities is another big one that we're typically just hounding the utility companies to get mm-hmm. them to run their service because mm-hmm. we obviously can't finish hardwood floors and do mm-hmm. interior items until we have the house acclimated. Yeah, right. A lot of times, uh, Tim and Pat, we'll f- we'll, our construction will outpace no matter how hard we try mm-hmm. to uh, to reconnect, and in fact, um, we uh, we we send all the engineering information, load letters, and whatnot before the cust- before we even start construction. Mm-hmm. But the utility companies won't really put their jobs into the queue mm-hmm. until we get through the close-in inspections. Mm-hmm. And um, there is a dance that we have to do, including <laughs> confirming that the utility company has pulled, has, has submitted for their bonds mm-hmm. 
right it away. is it's and so we um, we have a process when a, when when we get through the concealment inspection we tell customers to help us help you we contact the customers and say by the way we're contacting the utility companies but help us help you you also should contact the utility companies because they're just a big monolith right, right. <laughs> and they're almost <laughs> unmovable yeah and so if we get more people calling in a little bit of the squeaky wheel sometimes mm-hmm. helps mm-hmm. but it has definitely held up construction not for lack of both us and the customer trying yeah and i think one of the things that we do is we 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 make sure that the customers sing our communications with the utility companies. Right. <laughs> we we share all those willingly share right. all those communications so that they can understand the process and how it, how it's going and in some cases the the timeline delays as a result of mm-hmm. waiting for the utilities to complete their design, schedule the 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 contractor to come out and install the lines. Mm-hmm. Um work with the different jurisdictions to get the right-of-way permit to be able to cross the right-of-way to install said lines. Right. Um, you know, these these are all impediments that can gum up the works right. and slow down the process. So this is one of those things that's occurring typically in that last 45 to 60 days where mm-hmm. we're, we're trying to keep the ball rolling and keep things moving, and this is one of the things we have. We, we reach a point where if we don't have utilities to the home if we continue the process we're risking damaging things that are going into the home as right. finished products which we would not do that which we wouldn't yeah. do right right so i mean it's it's really interesting because the more conversations we have uh like this uh the more i think folks can realize when when they ask us at the very beginning of the process and they say well how long is it going to take it seems like such a simple question but the answer is highly complex, right? Because you've got all the different jurisdictions and you have all the things that we talked about in the weekly meetings episode. And, you know, I don't even think we brought up getting the utilities connected in that in that episode. But here's another example of something that is completely out of our control that could either delay the process or not, right? The, the power could get hooked up right on time and we can keep click, clicking along or it can, it can uh, hold us up. So these are all kind of the things that happen as we approach the, uh, the, the new home orientation. And, you know, I think, Michael, it was a really great point that you talk about how excited people are and how excited we are. I, th- I think, am I, am I right that the probably the two most exciting pieces or parts of the transaction for you guys is the start and the finish? Yeah, you know? definitely. Definitely. So, I mean, you think about it, you, you, you're working with these clients and these customers for an extended period of time. Yeah. Um, you know, you can see and experience the, the, the emotional roller coaster that some of these folks go through. There, mm-hmm. there are highs and lows to a project of, of this undertaking um, as you're going through it. And obviously our job is to manage those, mm-hmm. um, and try to keep it on an evil, even plane as best we can. Right. Um, and, and inform the customers and, and take them through the process and kind of be their guide through right. the entire thing. So you get invested in it. Right. You, you're, you're, by the time you're getting to this point, you you've build up a relationship with the client because mm-hmm. we're meeting with them weekly. We're talking to them about, you know, not just the build itself, but you're talking to them about, you know, how their family's going to live in the home, right. why, why they chose this location, yeah. why it's important to them. All these things are, are kind of feeding to that end 
of, of walking them through. And, and really, it's a presentation of the home. Yeah. Um, we're excited to, to present it to them and to show them all the hard work and everything that they put into it as well as us mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and the finished product. Right. So for us, it's it's it you know it, it is you know you're you're presenting that home and you're we're, we we strive to meet their expectations. We want them to be excited about the process. We mm -hmm. want them to be excited about moving in and taking ownership of the home. And like I said, there's a lot that's going on at that point in time, and and people you know it's it's a big investment. So mm -hmm. there's a lot of nerves, mm -hmm. um, a lot of anxiety, and a lot of you know. You know, they want it, every little part and piece to be in place and to be just right. Right. And it, and that's our goal to make sure that that's the case. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Yeah. I, I mean, I think you uh, you captured it. Yeah. yeah. Just Good in job, terms Pat. of customers' expectations. And, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So so all right, we're going to take a quick break. So so we we've been chatting about new home orientation and uh, what kind of leads up to the new home orientation and what happens there. And when we come back after the break, we're going to talk a little bit. Did you want to add yeah, one just, thing, Mike? Just, just two things. So one is um, in terms of customer satisfaction. So uh, we, and I know our customers are busy, but we measure their satisfaction when they, right after settlement, because mm -hmm. everything's fresh in their mind. Right. Um, and so, uh, you know, we're, running at 100% customer satisfaction. So what does that mean, seven. Mike? Tell us about that. That means that our customers are likely to refer Stanley Martin mm -hmm. to a friend or a family member, that they're right. very satisfied with the process, with the people, with the product. And how do we know that? We use a uh, third-party yeah, company? Yeah, there's a third-party um, uh, yeah, third that measures the satisfaction. And we review the results because a lot of times they'll, they'll have something to say, I, I loved everything. Hey, one thing you may want to think about tweaking is this. Well, we take the information seriously. Yes, And yes, we, we do. you know, we will, if we see somebody that says, I can't even think of an, a good example. Hey, you should add this to your process. Fine. If it makes sense, we would, uh, we would add it. Sometimes they have a comment about, oh, you know, we're love the process, whatever. We're having this type of concern. Well, geez, we wish you would have called us or I'll tell Pat, hey, Pat, contact the customer. Or, Tim, contact the customer. Mm -hmm. Let's find out. Many times they've already, you know, talked to us about mm -hmm. this, but we're reading their comments. Mm -hmm. And um, I would say uh, most customers stay in contact with us many, 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 many years after they've settled it's mm -hmm. uh you know i don't want to say that we're a part of their family but i know yesterday tim got a email from a customer who uh they just had a little girl and um you know settled them you know quite some time ago and but you know they felt like they needed to tell tim yep and uh <laughs> tim you know shared it with the group and i mean they you know you build up a, a good relationship yeah, with the customers uh, relationships with the customers is key in my opinion being right. a project manager because if you have a good relationship with the client throughout the building process yep. I try to keep them calm if there's an issue that comes up just right. make sure they understand it's going to get taken care of yep. and then when the house is finished and I do that walkthrough with them I want to be proud of the product that I'm showing them Yeah. so that yeah. is my goal 
when yeah. we get to that walkthrough. Yeah, Fantastic. and certainly the the project manager is the linchpin of this entire process. So Absolutely. We can have, yeah, we can have a great back office team. Yeah, <clears throat> we can have a great selection manager. Everybody can be doing their job, but if the PM mm-hmm. doesn't build the home and deliver a good experience yep. to the customer's expectation. Right. And we've heard this before from several customers that right. we exceed. We have one customer that we build like three or four on a business to business houses for a year. Tim's built uh, uh, a couple of their houses mm-hmm. and you know, they've tried out other builders. They say by far our project managers just and, and I happen to know who you're talking about, and yeah. they've also they've also told me that our design studio managers are just yeah. But they a, but they told me I, I was meeting with them last week mm-hmm. <clears throat> about a couple other projects, and uh, they said you guys kill it with the PMs. Yeah. yeah. So there's very few PMs out there, project managers that are really good at managing trades because that's a special type of person. That, that manages subcontractors all day and plumbers and roofers and electricians. But then to be able to turn around and be on the front line with the customer, that's a different kind of mentality that you, it is a different skill set, right? Yeah. That you have. And all of our project managers are really good at both sides of that spectrum, managing the trades and managing the customer yeah. relationships. And been with us for years and years and years and years. So. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Thank you. Tim, for being such an outstanding communicator with our uh, customers. All right, we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to talk about warranty. All right, welcome back. Uh, We're here with Tim Brassfield, Pat Kearns, and Michael Schnitzer, and we're talking about today new home orientation and warranty. So uh, we spent the first segment talking about new home orientation. What happens after new home orientation, Pat? So the next step, obviously, is to get you to the settlement and and to turn the home officially turn the home over to you. So, mm-hmm. like Tim said earlier, typically we're scheduling that new home orientation about a week before we anticipate settlement. Um, the goal is that we get you into the home, we walk you through, we present it to you. Hopefully, take some of that anxiety and some of that nervousness away. You see the finished product, and then we're moving towards settlement. And that week in between, there's a lot of things that are going on. Right? We're we're you know. We're working on getting your everything for your final permit and release of the home to you. Hopefully that's mm-hmm. happened already, um, which is typically called a use and occupancy or a residential use permit. Um, uh, you know, so or a UNO use and occupancy permit. There's mm-hmm. those are all terms that are commonly used in the in the vernacular. Um, but, you know, so the settlement itself, we're going to sit down with you. We're going to go over the paperwork with you, have mm-hmm. you sign off on some things, just like any settlement would. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we've set our system up for that to occur at your house. Um, we'll go through that with you, and hopefully we're reviewing the new home adjustment list with you as well mm-hmm. and having you going through and taking a look at the items that we listed that needed to be taken care of or tweaked or adjusted, mm-hmm. having you sign, sign off that those are complete, and the goal is to turn the keys over to you right then and there mm-hmm. um, at the table and, you know, have you move into the home. Um, one of the things that we have experienced recently is that with all the new guidelines for mortgages, mm-hmm. um, there are a number of mortgage or lenders that will not actually even begin processing that final draw or the settlement 
until they've received the use and occupancy from the jurisdiction right. that we're building it. Right. Um, and there are times where that is right down to the wire. Mm-hmm. Um, and some banks, lenders, are very quick in processing that and getting mm-hmm. that turned over and can do it in 7 to 14 days. And some take a little bit longer, um, can take anywhere from two to four weeks. Another so, factor in the timeline. Correct. Yeah. So um, we are we work hand in hand with a lot of lenders, lending institutions that work specifically with our type or style of loan, which mm-hmm. is a build build on your lot loan. Right. Um, Called a construction to perm. Correct. Yeah. Construction yep. to yep. perm that are familiar and we're familiar with their processes. So we can kind of, if they choose one of those lenders that we are familiar with or work with, mm-hmm. we can kind of guide them along and. We have an expectation of what that time period is going to be. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we've done it and worked with these lenders on, on multiple different projects. So we can kind of understand, is it going to be seven days from the mm-hmm. time we get the UNO? Is it mm-hmm. going to be 14? Um, you know, what, what that period is going to be. And we can kind of lead that customer through that process and let them know what the expectation is. Mm-hmm. So, so you know, at the end of the day, um, to turn over the keys, we have to be paid, but from well, just <laughs> right. right. It's just part of the sure. part of the process. But we also realize that customer may have the moving van scheduled. They may have scheduled it thirty days ago. They mm-hmm. can't cancel it without blah blah blah. So we do have uh, mechanisms in place, like a furniture waiver, where the customer can sign off, basically mm-hmm. saying, you know, if the if they damage anything in the house or the furniture is stolen, it's not on Stanley Martin. Right. But we, we're looking for ways to make sure that we can reduce the stress level mm-hmm. if we run into something where the county, like in Arlington, said, you know, Tim says, you know, I really anticipate getting the permit on Thursday. That's based on many, 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 many houses that have already gone through settlement. Right. But sometimes the county takes a little longer, and it's mm-hmm. just a bureaucratic process. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes we do have to use that waiver. To, you know, the mm-hmm. customer can't move in, but right. they can at least get all their furniture in. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and what we do is we work with the client as well. We're obviously not going to ask them to sign off on something unless we've walked them through, had the new home orientation with them. Mm-hmm. And even though we may not be able to settle them at that point in time because – there's a hang up with the settlement or with getting the UNO or mm-hmm. there's some other process or something that's happened. We will walk the list with them that we've already generated, mm-hmm. have them sign off on the items that still that that we're taking care of and resolved to their satisfaction. Right. And any remaining items will document and note so that, hey, we're asking you to sign this furniture waiver so that we can help you relieve some stress, get the furniture moved into the home. You can't occupy it, but you can move these items and belongings in. Mm-hmm. You, we're acknowledging that we still have these two items that remain that need to be taken care of. You're acknowledging that everything else has been taken care of in the home and is to your satisfaction at this point. Right. So that everybody's clear and is well aware of what is out there. Right. And we don't want there to be any uncertainty. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't want them to be nervous about signing off on it. Mm-hmm. Um, we take full ownership of the things that we've already documented and noted and let them know that we'll, we'll still work to get those items completed for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it doesn't I, happen very often, but when yeah, they do, does. we want to make sure that it's, yeah. it's fully documented. When it documented. does, we, you know, we take care of it. I would say 
settlement is a very ubiquitous word in this industry. So mm -hmm. uh, unlike a production builder where you literally go to settlement and you get your keys from the you know, title company right. settlement. So uh, here we're using it kind of more in a, in a broader sense because when we say we're going to settlement, we're really saying we're giving you, we're, we're signing off on the, uh, on the new home uh, orientation list. Mm -hmm. We're signing off on the new home adjustment list, the mm -hmm. items that are done, mm -hmm. and we want to give you the keys. So, but truly the customer goes to the lender for their right. settlement. Right. Right. And on their and loan. On their loan. Right. And typically they're converting from a construction loan to a mortgage. Right. Whatever mortgage product exactly. they're, they're going into. Exactly. Okay. So we have new home orientation. We have settlement. And then we have warranty. So uh, I'll kick it back to you, Pat. So when, <laughs> so so I, I guess at a very high level, we have a uh, once the homeowner takes possession of the home, we have a sixty-day warranty visit, and then we have a nine-month warranty visit. So what happens at the sixty-day? Well, let me just back up and say sure. this: that there's a proactive and a reactive approach to warranty. Yes. So we take a proactive approach because we know a customer has a 60-day list. Mm -hmm. Therefore, before the 60 days, we're going to contact them and schedule a time to walk the house and review the list with them. Right. Right? Right. The reactive approach is, well, we'll wait for the customer to give us a list. Yes. And if they don't give us a list, then we won't contact them. Right. That's not a good customer experience. It's not a good Proactive yeah, and there's approach. a lot of builders that operate that way. Absolutely. Yeah. Because so, what if 50% of the customers never contact you? Exactly. Then you've just reduced your workload by 50%. Right. We don't take that approach. So 100% of our customers, we reach out to them at what point, Pat? So typically we're reaching out to them somewhere around that 30-day period. Okay. Um, the goal behind this is, is twofold. One, um, you know, like I said before, there's a lot of excitement that builds up to the settlement and the new home adjustment list. Mm -hmm. They're moving into the home. They're getting themselves acclimated to a new place where they're mm -hmm. living. Um, and there are certain things that they're going to experience within that first 30 days um, that they're going to see and living mm -hmm. in the home. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, things that they may not have remembered or captured from the new home mm -hmm. orientation. Mm -hmm. um, so we're going to reach out to them. 30 days is typically a good time. They've gotten themselves moved in, got their furniture set up or just have adjusted to living in the new right, home right. where we reach out to them and say, Hey, um, we at 60 days, we'll schedule a walkthrough with you to go through the home. Mm -hmm. um, we're just reaching out to schedule that meeting. Is there anything that is going on with the home or any issues that you're experiencing that you need? us to address or take care of right and typically they'll have a few things here and there uh, you know that that they need us to look at mm -hmm. that maybe we didn't pick up in a walkthrough mm -hmm. um, or that maybe just from living in the home that they're experiencing that they need us to walk them through on how to deal with it right um, you know there's times where in that 60 days you have a, a weather change mm -hmm. and a door needs adjusted right um, you know, they had one of their GFIs trip and aren't familiar with where the, the reset button is. Mm -hmm. Boy, they can be tricky. Yes, they can. <laughs> um, you know, uh, just little things like that that come along. And we don't want those things to 
dangle there or be out there for an extended period of time where they become uncomfortable or they feel like they can't reach out to mm-hmm, us. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they feel silly because they can't resolve it on their own. And it right. seems like something simple that they could have taken care of on their own. So we reach out to them just to say, Hey, how's it going? Yep. How's the new home treating you? Mm-hmm. Is there anything you need us to go over or take a look at for you? Mm-hmm. And, and then you come out adjusts. at the, at the 60 day mark and then you yep. address whatever so needs we'll, to be addressed. We have a form that we use. Um, we'll schedule an appointment to come out and walk through the home with them. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll fill out any items that are, are that they've that they've provided us that are warrantable items. We'll mm-hmm. list them on the on the sixty day form. Um, after we've had the meeting, we then go and reach out to all the contractors that we need to contact and schedule mm-hmm. in order to set up the appointment to come out and do the work. Mm-hmm. Um, and we'll line a day up where we can go to the customer's home with those contractors that need to do the work and basically take care of any any adjustments that need to be done. Gotcha. So now, Tim, when, when the contractors are back doing the work, are you typically back in the house with them? Yes, I'm on site when they're in the house. Okay. So that's a great service in itself. So, uh, now, you know, you're a new homeowner. You don't want somebody that you don't know. I'm t- usually familiar with all the trades. Right. Um, so it's just more of a comfort thing for the homeowners when they have their own belongings in the house. Yeah. They can continue to work if they're working from home, their office. I can be on site just keeping an eye on the guys while they're making the adjustments. Right, right, right. right but right. that's a good point that um, we will not do warranty work if the customers are not home. So we're it's right. against our policy right. to uh, say, well, okay, we're going to work, uh, Tim or Joe or Pat or whoever, yeah, you know, just take the take the trades in. It just yeah. doesn't work that way. Yeah, it's not a good idea anyway. It's not yeah. it's not a good idea. Yep, so yep. good, we definitely don't do that. And good. the same thing happens at the nine month warranty, Correct. Mm-hmm. right? Where we contact them and um, is are those lists a little bit more extensive? Just because. Yeah, well, I went through, so, yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. you go through more seasons. If you build a house in the mm-hmm. summertime, you go into winter and your doors start shrinking. You know, a cabinet door might come mm-hmm. loose 45 or I'm sorry, they'd say 75 days after settlement. So right. We've already done our third our 60 day walkthrough. And then, right. You know, the longer yeah. you live in the house and longer kids are opening up drawers and doors and, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. how that happens. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So let's so Mike, tell us what is the warranty on the home? So there is a one-year warranty that's basically soup to nuts. Right. There is a two-year warranty on mechanical, electrical, and plumbing Mm -hmm. systems. Mm -hmm. There's a 10-year structural warranty. And then all the parts and pieces also have their warranties. You know, a a warranty on the roof products, Mm -hmm. a warranty on the water heater, and so on and Mm -hmm. so forth. The siding, the flooring, the countertops. You know, so they all have manufacturer's warranty. They they all have manufacturer's warranties. Yeah, correct. 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 The uh, the other thing I was going to say that that's important, and I know we focus on, is when we're turning over the home, we're saying to our customers, hey. Pay attention to the countertops and the floors and whatnot, mm-hmm. because and, and we're not suggesting that movers do a bad job, but it's not uncommon for somebody to scrape something, to damage something, mm-hmm. and so you know those type of looking at the uh, the surfaces are very important because. Right. It may be hard for us to warranty something. A scratch. A scratch. Right. If it wasn't called out on the uh, exactly. yeah, NHD. Exactly. Yeah, I typically relate it to when you 
used to go into your great grandmother's home and they'd have the plastic coverings on the couch so that the couch <laughs> wouldn't get any stains on it. Right. We do something similar when we build the homes. When we're building the house and it's under construction, we put protective coverings over your countertops, on right. your floors. We put cardboard on the fi- across the face of the cabinets mm-hmm. on the lower cabinets so that if anybody walks by with a tool belt on, they're not scratching the surface of the of the cabinet door. Right. When we turn the home over to you, we're presenting you with a finished product. So we remove all those items. Yep. But there's still something that's going to be going into the house and people that are going to be coming in and working in the home. And that's mm-hmm. your movers or your friends and relatives that help you move your furniture into the house if right. you choose to go that route. Yeah. Um, and they may not be aware of all these things. So mm-hmm. we try to give them some guidelines and say, look, we've had all these protective coverings down for a reason. Yeah. Because these items are susceptible to scratching and to damage. Right. You need to be aware of that and be careful as you're moving in. You can put your own protective measures down mm-hmm. to help that, which a lot of good moving companies will do. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, or you can just be very observant as these things are going on and try to prevent them from happening. Right. Um, I think the other important aspect of us doing our walkthroughs or our 60 day and our nine month warranty walks is that we can see how the people are living in the home. Mm-hmm. Um, we're walking around the home with them. We observe th- things that are going on. We can give them tips to things that they may not be paying attention to mm-hmm. or may not have done that could prevent them further issues down the line. Right. Um, like know, what, for example? If yeah. they have a weld exit and they have a bunch of debris or leaves because they went through a fall season yeah. that's blocking that weld exit train, we advise them, hey, you need to make sure that you're keeping this area cleaned out. Now, that's something we talk to them about from the pre-construction meeting on. Mm-hmm. But it also gives us another point of reference where we can be out to the home and say, hey, this is something that could be a problem for you. You mm-hmm. need to make sure you're taking care of this. Another mm-hmm. big one on that topic is settlement around the exterior of the foundation. Right. So anytime that they see the grade subsiding around a window well or something that's something that we don't warranty but something that we advise them to keep an eye on if they right. see it i will tell them call a landscape company or if you want to go to home depot buy a couple of bags of topsoil and some mm-hmm. grass seed and just level it out make it so you have positive grade away from the house and that's pretty you know and you can't predict if it's going right. to happen or not it depends on right. the compaction rate of the exactly. soil right and and uh but and settling is, is normal warranty that yeah exactly yeah. yeah, I would say probably one other thing it kind of falls outside of warranty, but it's within the warranty period. And this is more site related is when a customer paves their driveway. Mm-hmm. I don't know, Tim or Pat, if you want to talk about base coat and top coat. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, a, a big item that, that a lot of homeowners are going to experience after they've moved into the home is settlement. Mm-hmm. Um, in order for us to build the home, we have to build out or dig the dirt mm-hmm. outside the actual overall limits of the home. Right. The outside edges. And that could also be just laterals. Correct. Or yeah. plumbing, plumbing, electric, yep. electric whatever. Yep. And yep. they cross right. over the driveway. And they settle. Yeah. And it settles. The, or yeah. the moving truck, it's not. It's 100 degrees out. Yep is bringing their furniture in and they're parked for X hours, you know, on relatively new asphalt, asphalt and they yeah. leave indentations. So we purposely leave the asphalt down, mm-hmm. normally about an inch. Right. So that if, and certainly we're not saying that it happens all the time, but if 
during the, let's say, the first six, seven, eight months, mm-hmm. there is some settlement. Before they top coat it, they can cut out that base, patch it, and yep. then top coat, and then you get a nice, clean final product. Correct. And they're also using a different type of asphalt as well. They're mm-hmm. with For the base coat, they're using what we call a larger aggregate, which yep. is a bigger stone. It doesn't have as smooth a finish to it. Mm-hmm. It's more of a solid base, mm-hmm. um, which is why we call it a base coat. Um, it can withstand a little bit more of that movement and settlement that you experience. Now, right. we're com- putting a compacted underlayment down there with stone, but still, you're going to experience some of this stuff. And the idea is that you don't put a top coat down till a, a certain period of time afterwards and go through a couple of seasons mm-hmm. where you get exposure to that settlement that may yep. occur let it happen put, yeah let it yep. happen so exactly. and i don't know if uh pat or tim you guys want to talk about um uh the bomb release process it's not again it's not necessarily part of the warranty but it comes up during the warranty period um and and i would say you know maybe talk about i mean most of most of our houses on the infill properties we're sodding, but if we see, mm-hmm. you got to have germination, and right. so I don't know if you want to talk a little bit about bond release. So, at the settlement process, one of the documents that we give to the homeowners is a bond release document, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. when the bonds are generated at the beginning mm-hmm. of the yeah prior process, to permits are released, mm-hmm. yeah, we will give them a document that tells them what their bonds are that they have. Typically, you. Homeowner's going to know what bonds they pay yeah. for because it's money right, out there. Right. They want back. Right? <laughs> yeah. You're not yeah. going to forget. Well, they can hire a surety company, but you're right. absolutely right. They, they, you know. So it, it's so a little bit different. So, like for instance, Arlington, ninety nine point nine percent of the jobs you don't even have bonds. Right. right. Whereas if you're in other jurisdictions, you may have an erosion control bond. You may have a tree bond. Mm-hmm. You could have a right-of-way bond. There's all so, sorts. What are, the, what are the bonds run? About how much? I mean, just really give me a depends. range. Uh, so a VDOT bond, um, and I would say MDOT's probably about the same, can be 20 to 30 grand. Right. Right? And so it th- depends on how many, you know, if, and that's for an apron connection, let's yeah. say, we have to dig up the street because let's say it's a vacant lot and we've got to bring in sewer and water. Mm-hmm. There's other bonds in the right of way. So right. long story short is the pro- you, you, you have to have your use and occupancy. Um, there, if, if let's say we sodded a yard, right, mm-hmm. put sod down, mm-hmm. they have instant grass, right. right? So theoretically, day one after settlement, mm-hmm we can they can call the um the county and go through what's called a bomb release really inspector comes out and say yeah you have you've stabilized your yard and i mean doesn't mean that next day you're getting a check back if you posted a cash bond right but it goes to the you know could be to richmond or could be you know if it's Mm -hmm. montgomery county Mm -hmm. and the check will be processed back to you right so the homeowner if it's a twenty thousand dollar bond they either have to put up twenty thousand dollars cash which or they hire a company. Think of it as like an insurance company right. or like a bank where they will post the bond for you and you pay them. Uh, it's okay. really a stipend. It's a, a stipend. It, Percentage yeah. fee. Yeah. 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 It's a small fee. Yeah. But you don't get the feedback. The, no, but you right. stop paying the fee. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Exactly. So there's, you want to go through the bond release. And yeah. Mm-hmm. And there are some bonds in some jurisdictions where we have extended bonds that go a little bit longer because we're having to plant 
trees or vegetation that they want mm-hmm. to come out and observe mm-hmm. after a year. Yeah. So like City of Falls Church, I think, is like a two-year tree bond, right? So wow. you got to wait two years before you call in for bomb release because they want to make sure they, meaning the jurisdiction, wants to make sure it goes through a couple growing seasons. Right. Trees are established. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. Cool. So, so is there anything else you can think of with regard to warrant? So, really, what I'm hearing. Well, I, I would just say the one other thing. I Tim would like to just mention the drywall paint certificate that we yes. can also provide at settlement because that's a big thing that comes up with the warranty. Okay. Um, then the one thing we didn't mention when we were talking about the new home orientation at that meeting, what we also do is we blue tape the house. Mm-hmm. So all the little nicks and dings in the paint or imperfections mm-hmm. that that we haven't already we haven't already addressed. Right. Yeah, we will walk the house when we're making generating that NHA list, new home right. adjustment list. We will I'll hand the roll of blue tape to the homeowners. I'll have a roll of blue tape, mm-hmm. and anywhere six feet away, normal daylight, where you see an imperfection in the wall, mm-hmm. you blue tape it. Those items do not go on that list because you can't write every little imperfection in the wall we would just have a note that says general blue touch right yeah so there would be something on the list but it's not like three inches in and five inches down on this wall blah 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 (laughs) having said that the house is you know you could have four pieces of blue tape in a four thousand square foot house you could have 16 right Right. so it's there's, it, it's it's hard to quantify mm-hmm. uh, because we've already walked the house, right? You know, Stanley Martin to make sure with our touch-up crews to yep. make sure the house is fine-tuned. Yeah. But I just wanted to mention that yeah. because it's a question that con- constantly comes up when I'm doing this, either the new home orientation with the homeowner or right. the settlement. And that settlement, right. we will give the client a drywall paint certificate yep. that is good for one year from settlement. Okay, that they can call the drywall company first mm-hmm. to come in and fix any nail pops or any which hardly ever happened yet yeah um and then after the drywall company comes in the painter will come typically the next day mm-hmm. and do his thing and that's mm-hmm. a one-time free certificate that they're welcome to use i typically tell them 10 months or after settlement so mm-hmm. you can get the most most bang for your buck for that right, one-time right. certificate and the, the 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 good news at least with our specs we don't even use nails anymore exactly we, we do call it a nail pop yeah. that's what the industry calls it but yeah. we actually glue and yeah. screw that's where i was going yeah so uh <laughs> but the industry knows it commonly as a nail pop and yeah. there's moisture in the wood so yeah. the wood is no matter <laughs> you, you even if the house was built indoors the wood that they're using still has a moisture content and Mm -hmm. it's got to dry out Mm -hmm. and so you will get some shrinkage from the wood and you may get some so you will use that certificate yeah yeah but we do we do and and that's why we have it it's an expectation right yeah you're when you move into a new home um we you build it in the elements Mm -hmm. um it's not completely it, there are periods of time where it's exposed. And like Mike said, we're using materials that, you know, once you conceal the home and you mm-hmm. shut everything up mm-hmm. and you're running air conditioning and you're running condition, you have conditioned space, mm-hmm. the moisture that's in the wood that's in other materials is going to adjust to that and acclimate to that new environment. Right. Um, so it's going to dry out a little bit. And as yeah, a result, yeah. you're going to get some settlement. Um, but Your we home. call it shrinkage 
in the industry because yes. settlement yeah. has bad connotations. Yes. Correct. <laughs> and it could mean the actual foundation. We've right. never had this. Right. Yes. Bring it up. Yeah. A foundation theoretically could settle. Right. But we've in in my entire construction career, I've never experienced a foundation. Because you follow settle. the right processes. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. We do the geotechnical reports yeah. and yeah. yeah. So so what I'm taking away from this conversation is the, the whole process is not black and white. It's not like, you know, you brought up settlement, right? It's a, it's a process. So the process of turning the home over to the homeowner happens really over a period of time. And it starts with the new home orientation. You know, then you have settlement, then you have your, then, then obviously the buyer moves in and, the, and they're living in the home. And then we have a 30 day walk. So we have a 60 day walk and then we have a nine month walk where we address any outstanding items from the orientation, either reorientate them with the home or address any uh, warranty yeah. items. And I, and I would say probably importantly, we call it a nine month walk. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the, the nuance here is if you go back to our conversation about warranties, mm-hmm. right? Our trades, we have a contract with our trades. We have a one year soup to nuts. Right. So we want to make sure that if there is something mm-hmm. wrong that mm-hmm. is warrantable, that we get it to our trades before the year. Right. So we don't want to have a one year a warranty process that we then go back to the trades and now we're 14 months after settlement. Right. So that's why we do nine months. Exactly. Right. Because yeah. the customer could be out of town for four weeks. Right. right. So we don't even meet busy. with them for 10. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It happens. Fantastic. And then I would say just one last thing, which is we've, we, we, we take the customer's temperature right after settlement. We also take our customer's temperature after the warranty period and again we are running 100 percent satisfaction so that's yeah. a testament to to the product the quality of the product and the quality of the experience absolutely it's amazing and it's been that way for over a decade well over a decade it's been that way for a long, long yes time. congratulations michael starts with you uh, yes sure it does <laughs> <laughs> and we the, all know the it. nuance is it doesn't end with me and no, a lot me. of people no, it, yeah it ends it, with tim exactly <laughs> yeah yeah it starts with michael and it ends it with ends the with pm thing yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah that's for yeah, sure yeah 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 all right fellas thanks again for coming in and uh again folks if you want to get started on the path to your very own stanley martin custom home give us a call or a click today thank you thank you thank you, thank you.